everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. We got to talk to a man who made a lip product last week, and this week we are talking to folks that are in the salsa world. We are talking to Brian Podgorski, and Nikki is his partner, and she won't be on the call today, but we want to mention her because she got called into a last-minute meeting from the Salsa Collaborative, and I first met you, Brian, at a event that I went to and you were right in the doorway there. And I can yeah. always tell what kind of maker a person is by the way you react when I walk by your booth and both you and Nikki were there and you were real clear about getting me in to try a product, try a sample. And it's so funny how many like trade shows I go to where People sort of wait till you approach the table and then they're kind of like, oh, can I help you? It's like, (laughs) no, you know, we're in Minnesota. People are not necessarily outgoing and going to just initiate conversation. Every single person, if you're at a trade show or a market that walks by your booth, you should be like, hey, come on in, try a sample. And people, not everybody will, but you'd be surprised how many people will if you invite them in. So right away I was like okay these people got it so welcome to the program thank you for having me I'm happy to be here how did you get into making salsa and why did you start so Nikki and I have always been foodies Uh, that's something that draw us together brought us together so we just decided that I like salsa I like anything Mexican cuisine period it's one of my favorites so I wanted to learn how to make salsa wanted to make it for myself um we had some friends that were going to teach us but unfortunately it didn't happen so off to YouTube, we went and tried a few different methods until we sort of found the process that gave us what we were after. And then from there, just started making batches at home, playing around with different things, and then just brought a sample to work. Uh, a couple of coworkers tried it. We let some friends try it. And, you know, that led me to sitting in front of you today, having this wonderful chat. Did you literally just Google how to make salsa? Yeah, so we knew we were kind of interested in the salsa verde uh, style salsa and just a couple clicks and you can find quite a bit of information. Um, so we just, you know, watched a few videos. It doesn't take us too long to to grasp a concept. Um, Nikki and I are pretty handy in the kitchen. So a- after a couple of videos, it was right in the kitchen. Let's try trying different things, boiling method, roasting method, uh, you know, everything in between. And then playing around with how long do I blend it, you know, the the balance of chilies to other things like that. Um, that's where we we really start to dig into a concept is when we start to put our hands out in the kitchen. It's so funny because I just got back from Mexico and I, my aunt and uncle rent a house and we go and visit them and they yeah. have a cook that she comes with the house. She's like the housekeeper. And- Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And you really get a sense from her. She's in her late fifties. And she's been from this region the whole time of her life and she cooks and she's a wonderful cook, but so much of the cooking that she does is based around the Oster blender that they have. And she blends all of the sauces, all of the soups, all of the uh, aguachile uh, mixes, all of the, um, the fruit waters. Like she uses that blender. I swear to God, like three times a day. And, (laughs) You know, like I have a Vitamix and I love it, but I probably only use it like a couple times a month. I don't know. Sure, sure. sure. And she just literally uses it every day. So it it makes me think about like so much of the sauces and the salsas in the cuisine of Mexico in particular start in that blender. So do you, was that kind of how you started? And 
Yeah. So we had a, a small little tabletop blender. Um, you know, I, I believe it was a Ninja is what we started with. It was kind of a nice go-to. It had some oomph uh, versus the cost of, you know, everything else. And at first we didn't know, like, not from no kitchen experience, we didn't know if Vitamix was worth it. Like we heard all of the mystique. Uh, Food Network has them on everything, sure. so we weren't exactly sure. But uh, yeah, so it, it all starts with the blender. Um, you know, everything that you have as far as an idea goes into that. And through the magical process of blending, it comes out the other end. And hopefully it's what you were after. But you can do so much through that blender. And, and that's a really interesting point that you, you notice that so much around that cuisine, so much of what you experienced circled around that Oster blender. And it, it really, it started with small batches in our kitchen you know, making a half gallon at a time, a couple jars to hand out here and there um, until you really start to get a hang of what you're doing and if you want to make more or less. But yeah, the blender is the the one single tool that took it from, you know, knowing nothing to a hobby to a business. So you started with green and then where did you go from there? So um, after the Salsa Verde, um, we did a couple different versions, mild, medium and hot, did some special stuff with, you know, like peaches and Carolina Reapers or blueberries or something like that. Some, some kind of off the wall stuff. And then we ran into the whole COVID supply chain issue that everybody ran into, unfortunately with no small business experience um, as Nikki and I both worked um, in other professions, she still works full time at hers. Um, we didn't see that coming. So we couldn't get any jars for salsa that essentially, you know, stonewalled our three month old business at the time, which even wasn't a fully legit business. It was on Facebook back in 2020. Um, so we had to pause it. We paused it for a couple months. We had to figure out, you know, what we were going to do. I stepped away from, from my position, uh, and my job because of the COVID, uh, COVID scare and everything at the time. Um, so we decided then we have to make hot sauce. Um, we had wanted to make hot sauce down the road. We wanted to launch the salsa and kind of get that dispersed through the market first. All we could get though was hot sauce bottles. So that changed, we had to change gears and change our plan. And thankfully, uh, we took to it much faster than we did the salsa process. Uh, after a couple of recipes, it started taking off. Next thing I know, we're making a fresh hot sauce every three weeks about that. Um, they're selling out to the local community, all the hotheads that are around our friends, family and things like that. And over the course of a few months, we came up with, you know, probably close to 20 hot sauce recipes. But then from that, we can turn them into salsa. So it allowed us to continue to grow and expand our product line uh, without really even knowing it at the time. So your whole business was pushed by the COVID situation because of what you could get access to for materials. That's really interesting. And the situation that it put us in, um, you know, I, we were really comfortable uh, prior to COVID. I was making great money. So is Nikki and she still is, but we were forced with a decision of, I can't do my job uh, for the foreseeable future at that time. What do we do? We just bought a yeah. house. We have two cars that have payments. I, I had to I had to find a way to produce income somehow. Um, so I did take another side job, but I kept working um, the salsa collaborative. The second Nikki punches out from her job, she comes home. We both dive into it. So uh, it's something that took a strong effort from both of us. Um, and thankfully, we met the right people. It, we made the right moves, and it's turned into something that sustains my side of the income, so that we can still continue, you know, to afford our house, to afford the lifestyle that we have but also grow, meet new people, make new connections, um, and just continue on with, with our pan, with our plan. And you've added a hot honey product too. How did that come into play? So that is a beautiful collaboration uh, with our friend, Mike German of 14 Spice, 328 Grill, 246 Grill. 
Um, blessings to Mike and his family, his entire team. They've been fantastic to work with. They've been great friends to us. And I can't say I'm just so happy for their successes. Um, he started to use uh, our Habanero Express, which was it's kind of our signature sauce. Uh, it's one of our more popular options in his hot honey at the restaurant. After trying it on everything and being like, you know, we really like this, really like this. You're like, well, Mike was like, maybe we put a label on this and get a couple bottles and see what people think. Uh, and that was so on the surface. I'm surprised we didn't come up with that sooner. Um, so after getting everything done, we made it to market just before the Christmas season. Um, and it was wonderfully reviewed, very well received. It made Star Tribune's top 25 list for the best gifts, gifts of the season. Uh, it, it was a blessing in disguise. I didn't know it was going to be such a popular product. It's so funny. You, you're a very uh, humble person and you've talked about like some of this being kind of a happy accident. Do you feel a little bit like that? Yeah, exactly. Because, um, so Nikki and I on our first trip to Colorado back in, in 2019 or 2018, we came up for the concept of rolled up, which was, uh, is our other food business. Um, but that at its time was like an egg roll bar and a food truck, similar to like a Chipotle style. Come tell us what you want. We wrap it up real quick, give it to you. But that was just fun, exciting conversation, uh, you know, while we were on a vacation. Um, so now it's, it, it's incredible to see what once was a conversation um, and a love for just wandering around the farmer's markets into how we pay our bills. Um, I pal around with chefs all day. I go to work at markets. I get to meet wonderful people. Um, I get to work with a lot of local businesses, local restaurants. It's incredibly fulfilling, and I'm very thankful that that's how I can afford um, to live. And at the same time, the education I get, the the relationships that we make, um, I I couldn't be happier. It's been a fantastic experience, and all from uh, essentially, yes, a happy accident. Yeah, and when you talk about like a lot of folks know about Crybaby Craig's and the fermented salsa process, yeah, versus the heated process. Have you tried fermented yet or are you primarily just going to do heat or do you think you'll experiment with both? So we did two fermented sauces. Um, they were long-term ferments uh, as opposed to sort of uh, the average that you would find. They were incredibly well-received. Um, <laughs> those were some of our fastest uh, sellout for release that we've ever done. Um, I know of maybe one or two bottles still in existence from those two releases. It's something um, I really want to get back to. Um, I enjoyed the difference in flavor, the depth that it adds, um, but it is just Nikki and I, and we're trying to keep up with um, the popularity of all of our other products, but it is something we want to get back to. It is something that we have planned. Um, so you'll be seeing some of that from us in the future. How do you primarily sell your products? Do you go to markets or are you trying to get into grocery stores? Have you gotten down that avenue yet? Yeah, we're kind of uh, everywhere. Um, so at our peak last year, we we're doing five farmers markets a week. Uh, Chanhassen, Chaska, Victoria, Linden Hills. Um, we were out at Maple Grove and then a small farmer's market at Ambivalis in the northeast side of uh, Minneapolis. We're also in about 22 stores, I believe, across Minneapolis, across St. Paul and some of the outer uh, the suburbs. And then we're also in Sierra Trading Club, which is a national retailer. 23 states, I think we are uh, with them. So some of that was planned. Yes, I didn't think it was going to happen in our our first six months. The whole reason we got a commercial kitchen anyways is because Sierra Trading Club showed up and we're like, hey, we need uh, bottles ASAP. And I said, okay, we'll find a kitchen and get that done. So How a lot they of things- find you? Because that's kind of they, an odd outlier. Isn't that? It, it is. It, it, for a national company to find us through a small enthusiast hot sauce group in Minnesota was pretty impressive. Um, the gentleman we work with has some roots to the area, but that's how he found us is through the, the Minnesota hot sauce page. 
Oh, that's great. Cause that yeah. is a collaboration that I was started by the folks that lost capital. And I think it was started by the folks that lost capital. I may be they wrong. They have a, a, the, the great um, North sauce makers group. The Minnesota hot sauce group was started by a gentleman, um, Holt Bennington, um, and a couple of his friends. Um, although uh, Lost Capital is is obviously busy in that, and they're very much a big player um, in that arena as well. So they're very well known in that group. I just love the idea of you guys all getting together. And instead of it being sort of a competitive environment, which of course it is, but also that like if you can raise all boats that you'll all do better. There's plenty of room for us to do that. Um, and I think with the effect of COVID on our local economy, the local just seen itself um, has seen a lot of changes, not necessarily for the good. I definitely think there's room for everyone. We can all grow together. And if we help each other, we get there a lot faster, but I think we can attain higher goals. If, if everybody has that same approach to let's get everybody to the table. Let's, let's all take a seat and let's make this work for everybody. Um, it's going to be competitive anytime business is involved, but I think that, and from what I, we're new to the scene. Um, so I can't speak for, for anything or from a, a well of experience, but it seems the Minnesota scene is a lot more friendly than others. So I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah. And I suppose when you look at your cost of goods and you're looking at your cost per bottle, I was just reading today that groceries are up seven and a half percent in terms of just inflation. And I imagine that that impacts you guys as well. When you think about a, a small business and you think about a product that maybe has a product margin of, I don't know, 40, 35 to 40%. And then you tack on seven and a half percent because of inflation. That really is a big uh, hit to the bottom line. Have you guys had to raise your prices to factor that in? And are you worried about scarcity of supply again? Thankfully, no, we haven't. Um, we were able to establish a pretty competitive price point from my understanding versus our peers. Not that that has any bearing on quality or, or work of, of, of our peers, but we were able to... Um, secure lines of produce to make sure that we had what we need at most times everybody has hiccups but because nikki and i do everything ourselves from you know label creation to filling the bottles to delivery we don't have to pay employees we don't have to do anything that would require um outside income loans or anything like that so thankfully we're set up from the beginning to make the business sustainable for itself and we haven't had to increase prices our margins were enough to sustain these fluctuations that was kind of just luck of the draw, I think, by us because we're so new to small business that wasn't intended. And thankfully, another happy accident that um, we that we haven't had to change our prices, and which is good for our vendors and it's good for our clients. It stays consistent. You can make sure that you're going to get what you want at the price that you remember. And as you grow, because I know you're entertaining some new markets this year, and do you then have to hire employees? And are you are you wondering like how that next step will come? We're actually starting to have that conversation, Nikki and I, about, you know, what, where do we need to add to the team in order to take us to the next level? Bless her heart. Her work ethic is second to none that I've seen in my life. And I feed off of her energy a lot. That's how I'm able to do so much. It's, it's directly because of Nikki. Um, it, we've just been able to accomplish everything that we need to do with, if it's our pop-up food events, if it's just production, uh, or whatever the case may be. We have had some friends uh, help us out. Thankfully, we've met some great foodie friends, be it chefs, uh, food bloggers, home cooks, that in a pinch, we can get a lot of help. Um, so thankfully that, again, it just seems like stuff is working out for us. 
Um, and, and we really have just a lot of fun with it, but we just find ways to get it done. So how did you think of your name? So <laughs> when we were starting our business, we had a lot of conversations with our friends about what would you like to see in a salsa? Is there any flavors that you like? I don't want to do the typical mango habanero stuff. What are you guys like after that you don't see? Um, and, and sort of what came to me is, well, we're having these conversations about salsa. We're collaborating with other people, other thought processes, backgrounds, and things like that. So it, it just kind of naturally came to us that we're collaborating over salsa, the salsa collaborative. It's kind of on the nose. And then once we said it out loud for the first time, I'm like, oh, that kind of has a nice little ring to it. I really, really dig it. Um, and then we just continue to collaborate with people, whether it be chefs, restaurants, on custom products for themselves. Um, anything I would learn from them. It's just, we're collaborating constantly. Um, and it just kind of seemed to come together naturally and the name fits. I like it. I like it. So when you think of other people and they don't have to be salsa makers necessarily, but in the food business that you admire, are there other folks that you just feel like, wow, there's someone that I admire? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, you know, Mike German has been great for us. And I'm thankful that we met him early on in our business process because he's one of those solid guys that can introduce you to the industry the right way. It's it's hard to not sort of get nervous when, you know, Brian Ingram or Justin Sutherland or Stephanie March walks in the room or, you know, some of these people that we've met, you know, when we did the burger battle at Mike's and and, and Danny Pleco, JD Fratsky, Joy, everybody was sitting there and I was like, oh, this is a real deal. We're actually cooking for the who's who's of, of, of the food world. It was just fantastic to to survive that and come on the other side and get to meet all of them because you sort of see them as these figures and then you realize they're real people that love the things that you love and you have an instant connection. Um, and that's why it, this community is just fantastic. It's really, it really is. And you seem to be a perfect recipient of that hospitality. I appreciate I that. Really appreciate I appreciate it. that. It, it, yeah. it, it gets me out of bed every day. I couldn't be thankful. Um, you know, I, I do want to mention the boys at Boom and Barbecue, Dylan and Gary. They have been also really implemented. Just the knowledge that they've imparted, like Mike and everybody else, just the free knowledge because they, they like to talk about what I'm into. It, it is very humbling because <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve it, but I'm, I'm thankful for it. Yeah. So where can people find your salsas in town most readily? Where would you like to drive them to pick it up to try? And what are some favorites that you think they should try first? Perfect. So we have something kind of for everybody. If you like a little bit of fruit in your hot sauce, if you want screaming hot chili heat, everything in between, we can take care of you. You know, we we, we love uh, our first and foremost, our very first market, Tim and Tom's uh, over in the Como neighborhood there. That's just a great little market. Uh, Al and the gang back in the deli, they do great stuff. Um, Viva has been kind to us, uh, mini row, you know, Shoreview liquor out in Excelsior kind of, we've had a lot of, of our, of our first folks, but also to meeting everybody over at, you know, Midtown Global, Soleil, all those folks. We're kind of everywhere. Thankfully, um, you can find all of our locations on our website or our social media handles or pages. It's all the salsa collaborative or the salsa collaborative.com. And then too, you can find us at our farmer's markets. We're going to be doing several, uh, throughout the seasons, a lot of pop-up events, which will be on the calendar. Um, and then too, you can order just directly from us. All right. Well, it's been great to talk to you, Ryan. I will connect with Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Please say hi to Nikki for me. I know that I will her do that. job called. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll let her know she missed out. Absolutely. All right. And we'll see each other soon. Stay warm. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. 